Are you going to count me in, or I'm just going to go? All right. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 54. So today, we've got Jason Ramsey, who a bunch of you, if you follow XJs on Instagram, may know him as 99WhiteXJ. He's got a pretty sick rig, uh, 42s, one tons, obviously, all the bells and whistles, LS. Uh, Jason can definitely uh, go through all the stages of his build and where it's at now and if there's more he's got planned but you know that's what it is it's it's a super uh cool rig to watch climb and roll and do all sorts of things you know i don't think i've seen you roll uh ever at roush have we've i've weird with you three times now but you've done some crazy stuff and never actually uh had any issues it always just you make it look easy in that thing yeah, I rolled it once at Roush when I very first put the uh, LS in it, and I got like uh, a little rowdy in the rain. I tried going up the Trail 5 hill climb with just DOT tires, and I uh, came back down just as fast as I went up. Went almost all the way over, and the rock stopped me from flipping back onto my wheels and ended up stopping with all four up in the air. Oh, shit. Which, which line on Trail 5? Just the left side, just the easier side. Oh, the easy side. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty tough. good out. Is Trail 5 the one that Curtis did that uh, your buddy with the green Cherokee was not able to do? No, that was the um, the red line on O-Trail. O-Trail, that's what that was. Yeah, it was pretty nice was... climb. Yeah, that one is... I'm Watching you... I don't think I saw you do it. I saw Curtis do it, and then watching Nick do it was... Or, you know, go up until he blew up that U joint. That's uh, that chromoly. Yeah, that was a brand new joint, brand new joint, brand new axle. Yeah, when you're that hard on it, I'm surprised it only cracked the cap. He was hammering it, and it wasn't going up. I give him a lot of respect for that because, like, it was denying him pretty hard, but he still had like the want to just keep going and. Well, that's the thing is, it was so close. It was like on the edge, like. I don't know. That's usually when you break, but it's like on the cusp. Like it almost had it. Almost had it. And yeah, it's always that. Uh, one more try. One more yeah. try. And that last try, that's when you break something. Yeah. That is how it ends up as the last try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That trail has where that face that's on a, that's like pretty steep angle. It used to be all flat across the top of it. Now it's got a good on a three foot ravine or two and a half foot ravine on the top right hand side. So if you hit it too far to the right, when your front passenger side tire drops in that ditch, your frame rail hits the, the top of the rocks. So you can't crest it. So you kind of got to either stay h- real hard left or just keep the momentum and bounce over the hole to keep the traction to get over it. Yeah. And that's what he was trying to do. Right. And when you stuff your tire in that hole, yep. it's a, uh... yeah, he went up and came landed right back down in the in the back side of that rock and it mm-hmm. snapped it snapped it. Yeah. all the pressure landing on it damn yeah I, cool <laughs> i made that trail when we first found it with a with 40 and dot tires fairly easy before it was dug out and then i didn't make it cuz my engine kept overheating and then i tried it again once i put the ls in it and i couldn't make it ever since oh. with the ls in it tried once i got the sticky tires Still couldn't make it, and then went back with you guys, and that was the first time I made that trail in like probably about two years. 
Oh, wow. shit. Yeah, it was it, it was pretty bad. I think once my tires broke in a little bit, and then I since I stretched it more, that helped to get over that ditch. Because a lot of people try. I've, I haven't seen anybody else make it since we were up there. Curtis, Curtis and I were the first two to make it, at least that I've seen make it in a few years. Yeah, even even for Curtis. I mean, I didn't, like I said, I didn't see you do it. Hang on, we got to be watching, careful. We can't go stroking Curtis's ego that much. <laughs> no, no, I, was, I was about to say it gave him a run for his money he he almost didn't have it he wasn't hitting it hard enough you know the the sob story with his aw4 that he doesn't know how to shift uh always always getting them he never has the wheel speed he needs but uh i guess we should probably talk about, i mean i kind of gave a rundown a basic rundown of the rig but uh I know it's been through. I don't know if I ever saw it because I I don't think I really have, I I never followed you on Instagram or really saw anything before sort of this iteration of the thing. I know you did a bunch of front end work uh, since last year at Roush versus this yeah. year, um, but I no I've heard it was once full bodied. Yeah, it was on forties really or something like at that. One point. Well, hold on. Can we let's talk about the rig to begin with? We kind of oh, yeah, well, about it a little okay. bit. Tell us well, was, about the rig. What's what's got under it? Like what what's going on with it? Like currently, it's it's LS one, uh, like out of a two thousand two Camaro, um, built turbo four hundred, and then a Northwest Fab Titan box with a two hundred five, and then it's a what is it eighty eighty eight Dana sixty in the front, and then a uh, an AAM 14 bolt, like out of a 2005 Chevy 2500, and then 43 inch sticky SXs. That's pretty much, pretty much it for like for now. I like coilovers in the front with air shocks in the rear. I eventually want to change the air shocks in the rear to coilovers too, because the coilovers are just so much nicer of a ride. And air shocks suck. <laughs> really? See, I've been thinking about just going with air shocks in the rear. So you're again saying it's not worth it. It's it's definitely better than leaf springs, and it's definitely better than well, I wouldn't say it's better than coil springs. It's about the same as coil springs, but like, say if you're going downhill, you definitely want to suck down winch because if you're going downhill, the air shocks like to unload. Okay, alrighty, good to know. So but they're they're not bad for the for the price of them. They're definitely not bad at all. I wouldn't put them on the front just because of like climbing hills and all. Yeah, and there's there's more weight up there. I feel like the air shocks wouldn't be. I mean, I guess you could charge them more, but then you've got same thing going on. It's going to unload more as soon as you take the weight off. Yeah, then you have more pressure trying to unload it. I yep. built a, a TJ for a buddy of mine that was all pretty much built like mine. No LS or nothing like that, but he had air shocks all four corners because he didn't want to buy coilovers. And it came out really good and it worked really good, but climbing up hills, we always had to have the winch on the front of the front axle because it did like to unload. Once you got pretty steep, like you could go up trail five, without needing the wench but anything steeper than that you needed to suck down on the front for sure oh good to know um, yeah, trade-offs this kind of leads into graham's question what was the uh, what was the steps kind of like what got it to this point like why why is there two cages almost on it why why the 43 stickies but you had dot's you know kind of give us a little bit of rundown of what your steps were to get to that point I could, yeah i could start you off from when i first got it i bought the jeep old probably eight or nine years ago just as a daily driver just because another one that i had i had ended up rolling 
playing on just keeping that as off-road. Bought this Jeep, had a bad motor in it, ended up being freeze plugs, fixed up freeze plugs, drove it for three years as a daily driver. And I'm like, I'm just going to drive the wheels off it. I'm never going to lift it. And I'm like, man, I kind of want to sell this beat up Jeep that I have and see what goes from there. End up selling the other Jeep that I had. And I didn't wheel for about a year. And I'm like getting antsy. I'm like, all right, I got some money sitting around. Let me, let me buy some stuff. Bought a long arm lift kit for it and all. kept it like that with 37s on it with the, it was a Dana 30 and then an eight and a quarter. And oh. up Ended up breaking the eight and a quarter, just driving on the street. Never had it off road or nothing. <laughs> Literally, not right. well, turned That's a corner hilarious. and the eight and a quarter, all the spider gears just shit out. And I, uh, like, all right, whatever. Changed it to an eight eight, and then finally went wheeling. And I didn't have lockers, and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I was like, all right, do I really want to spend the money on this axle, or do I want to go one tons? Ended up finding a set of Dana 60s, like it's the 60 I had in, in the front now, I still have, and then I had a 60 rear and had the 37s. And it was nice and clean with the 37s and the and the one-ton axles and all. Rode great, always drove it. I drove this Jeep for probably three years back and forth to Rash Creek, no trailer or nothing. And I, I'm like, man, the 37 is pretty good, but I keep... With the 37s and the Dana 60 in the front, I kept smashing rocks. It was it was such a rock finder. You had to weasel your way through everything. If you didn't, you would you'd be smashing the diff on it. And I'm like, I want some bigger tires. And I just so happened to be on Craigslist, and I found a guy that was local to me that had a brand new set of uh, 43 inch SXs, but just a DOT version for 1800 bucks. And I he we actually wanted 1900 so i offered him 1800 and he was like nah i can't take that and about a week goes by and he calls me up and he goes you still want them tires and i'm like yeah all i can do is 1800 and he's like all right come get them got them put them on there and i'm like all right this rear dana 60 is not going to take these big ass tires ended up finding the 14 bolt switch the switch over to the 14 bolt when i switched to the 14 bolt that's when i uh four length the rear because i didn't want to have leaf springs at all i needed to stretch the rear because the leaf springs weren't enough with that big tire. It was it was jamming the tire up into the fender where the door is. Mm-hmm. So it like escalated pretty quick. I'm like it's yeah. big tire straight to forty threes. Yeah, the big tire <laughs> is a little more a bit off a little more than I could chew at that point. And there was no more driving on the road or anything. So I started looking for a truck and a trailer and I find a truck and a trailer. And it, it was like that for a while, the the DOTs with, with nice and clean. And then one trip I went out, and at Rouse Creek, there's a spot. It's called The Notch. It's over by where O-Trail is. It's up on the top of a hill. And uh, it's just a just a big rock. Oh, it's like a V-notch, but it's a huge rock that's on the top of it. And then one to the side that's tipped on an angle. I ended up climbing up that and caved in the whole passenger side from the, the rear door back to the quarter panel. Is that um... from that? Oh, sorry. Is that like a crawler ridge? One. No, it's not crawler. No, it's not crawler ridge. Okay, because it, it's just that little like random red trail off of the two bluest trails, right? Yeah. Maybe? Do you remember where we went down walk in the park? Yep. You go yep. down walk in the park and you hook a hard right and you go through that rock pile. Yeah. And once you go through that rock pile, it turns into a flat dirt trail. Yeah. Right. Once it turns into a flat dirt trail to your right, there's a hill, and it's at the top of that hill. Oh, uh, okay. Yellow jacket? Because it's not a yellow jacket. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's really, like, it's basically at the bottom of the Trail 5 hill climb. That O-Trail that I was talking about earlier, 
that's at the bottom of Yellow Jacket. They're kind of all like side by side right there. Oh, huh. Yeah, it's like kind of like you would never expect there to be something like that right there. Mm-hmm. Currently looking at the trail map to see. <laughs> yeah, the, the notch isn't even listed on there. It's not even really like. Oh, is it one of those like CV trails? Is that exactly, what it is? Oh, okay, yeah, that's okay. I see. Yeah. Never mind. I got you. Yellow Jacket's way over. Sick. Yeah, Yellow Jacket's right. You literally come up in the Yellow Jacket when you come out of that O trail that I was talking about, that hill climb. If you see where Yellow Jacket is, you'll see a, a black O with some black trails around it. And there's one little red line. That's where that's where that pretty nasty climb is. Yeah, I think we had Curtis do that this year. And I know a bunch of uh every guy all the guys with sticky tires the year before had done that trail i think i think that's the one you're the, talking about the notch one yeah nah, nah, there would, no i've never i've never actually seen anybody make that trail okay oh, it's, like, it's more of an obstacle than it is a trail <laughs> good to know it's, yeah it's pretty uh next time you guys come back we come down we'll we'll go check that out cool. yeah, i'm down yeah. for it i think we definitely need to i mean we've been talking sort of as a group, and I think we all have decided we need to go to Roush more than once a year. Yeah. So we'll, yes. we'll see yeah. how much motivation we have to get out multiple times, but uh, I, I think it's doable. Sentiment. I think it's doable. Yeah, it's not a bad ride for me. It's only like two hours. Oh, well, I mean, it's six oh, for us, but it's not... For you. Once for you, you, it's six. Yes. It's four for me, but for my girl's house, it's three. So, like, three hours oh, ain't bad. bad. I'm running it. Nah, that's not bad. Yeah. It's no, three it ain't bad at all. Because three, three, hours. Hours. three for. Yeah, that, that don't uh, make sense because it's four or five I... for or when I was living in Harwinton. I mean, it's six uh, back no to. Yeah, there's definitely a on our... Okay, so Okay, so that kind of makes sense. Okay, so maybe it's four then, I guess, because from Graham to Kate's is two hours. And then from like from there, it's another. Uh, it's so I guess yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe it is four hours, but I could have swore I did it in three hours. Uh, so, a, you might have been eating like a bad person. I was. <laughs> ah, shit, sorry. Hold on. Uh, are you dying? No, he just took a phone call. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Um, so where where were we? Before we got in the passenger side track. of the Jeep, yeah, oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's when all like the uh, the cutting it up and not caring about the body panels. Like when I used to wheel with the thirty sevens at all, I had spare doors and all. Every mm-hmm. time I jammed up a door, I would change a door so it looked it looked clean. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it gets old quick. It it, di- it really did. I probably put five sets of tail lights on it, and it's so easy to mess something up so quick when you're di- when you want to do like harder trails yeah. and once you do them once you get to the point you want to do the harder trails you have to accept body damage there's no there's no getting around it yeah it's like lion's den curtis yeah exactly and neither of you would have made it through without destroying what was left of <laughs> <Yeah>. your hatches <laughs> <laughs> i think the only reason curtis got through there or got up onto that rock where the tree was is because he caved his trunk in three inches and it gave him just <laughs> enough room to get that driver's side tire on that rock Clearance is so clearance, bad. okay? Yeah, we we both did the same thing. I backed into it pretty good too. Yeah, custom Bob. Stick oh yeah, the, yeah. You know, quick just chop tail. off a few inches, no big <laughs> yeah. deal. Yeah, after that, it's like 
wheeled a few times and I'm like, all right, kind of want to cut the front off. Cause at that point the tires were chewing up the headlights and I was and you had a cage at this point, right? You had some, something yeah, in there. Yeah. yeah. I had the cage. I had the front half of the cage. I actually did the front half of the cage before I put the 43s on it. Okay. And I had just like, just the passenger compartment, not, not the back where the, the four link was. Mm-hmm. And once I four linked it, I put the, the shock hoops and all that stuff in there and I connected the shock hoops and everything all to the, to the front half of the cage, just so it was all supported. I ran like on the back where the shock hoops are, I drilled a, a hole through completely through both frame rails and stuck a tube all the way through the hole underneath of the Jeep, just to try and keep that like unibody frame rail, I guess you call it all one piece together. That's actually yeah. a pretty damn good idea. I should have considered doing that, but when I did mine, I wasn't really thinking about trying to keep the unibody intact as much. Yeah. And I just did it. Yeah, you still probably could, though. Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt. I, I suppose, gotta... also, if uh, everything's already in there, if I were to, like, cut the tube off and then notch it and mark that area, I might be able to get away with it. Yeah. So, why the two cages, or was that what was just said and I missed it? Uh, uh, no, the all right, the XO cage. When I when I chopped the front of it, I had the front. It was just tubed in the front half of it, yeah. and then I bought the coilovers, and I wanted to four length the front of it, but I wanted to keep. Right now, I have an Iron Rock off road lower cross member, and I like how tucked up that cross member is up inside of the frame rails, and I didn't want to lose that. So when I did the four length, when I tried doing the four length, I should say. The geometry just didn't work out. I even tried bending the links a little bit, and the, the having the links bent, it just didn't give it enough uh, like support so that the body would move. It wasn't enough triangulation. The body would move over top of the axle. So I just ditched that whole idea, ended up just three-linking it, stretching the front and all. And then when I went to put the tube work back on the front when I remade it, I made a tube that went down the side of the hood and then where the, the fender would be, and I made a 90 right at the door hinge, right where the windshield meets the door and that fender part. And I didn't like how the how the 90 left a hole in between the, I guess you call it the B pillar or A pillar that's right there. Mm-hmm. It left a, like a weird triangle hole. And I'm like, man, I really don't like that at all. And I, I sat on it for about a week looking at it. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do to fill that hole in just aesthetics wise? Because I, I hated it. It just irked my OCD. I didn't like the way that it looked. So I'm like, an exo cage. I don't mind the exo cage. I'm just going to, I'll stick a, a couple tubes on it. That'll fill that hole and I'll make it as tight as I can to the body. And that's ended up, that's how I got the, the two cages on it. Uh, it was hmm. the outside one. It was purely for aesthetics. <laughs> okay. So I can, I can kind of see that. Yeah. You had that little like fender triangle thing, right? And that's exactly. what I get rid of. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. I can kind of yeah. see that now. Yeah, there's like a triangle sheet of of aluminum inside of the two work now. Otherwise, I would have had to make like if you imagine a a piece of inch and three quarter tube. What's a what is that five five radius bend? It has about three inches on the back of it where where I would have had to radius a piece of sheet metal and then put a square on one end to try and fill this little square fill on the end of a radius. And I just didn't want to do anything like that, and I didn't wear the, didn't like the way it looked. Alright, so from your expertise, would you say an internal cage is better, or a hybrid, if you will? Or just both. Um, just do both. Yeah, it, or double A, both. because fuck it, right? You can't... 
An internal cage is, is going to be stronger, without a doubt, than just an exo cage. But technically, to make an exo cage strong, you need an internal cage. You can't just make an exo cage and have it on there. You need some type of internal structural support. And that's why we end up with hybrids on Graham's Jeep and exactly. my Jeep. Yep, because yep. you need that support to support the exo. Okay, all right. So a hybrid, if, if you will, is what you think would be the best outcome? Yeah, if you want the exo cage, for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, fuck, fuck those exos. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't I like think them. Cody's leaning more towards a an internal. internal. He wants to do an internal. Yeah. So I wasn't a big fan of the exo cages. That's why I made mine as tight as I literally made it as tight as I could to the body. I there was parts of it when I made the bars that went up the side and down the rain rail. I drilled inch and three quarter holes through the A pillar and through the rain rail so I could stick a piece of pipe into my cage and it's welded into the internal cage instead of having like a plate and all. And I, I tacked it all into place and I slid that whole bar off the side, welded the back of it, and then actually smashed the metal in a little bit and beat the friggin' the sidebars into the body and then welded it into the internal cage. That way it was as tight as I could get it to the body. Good to know. All I got right. mine all nice and tight to the body, and then uh, three trips after I did that, I got myself wedged up on a rock, jammed it in reverse, and like my rear bumper just dug in and tweaked the whole rear section. So now my cage is <laughs> like, off. It pulled like, it all down. And it's funny looking. And yeah, when I was doing your rear sec rear tubes, that driver one, I didn't have to do any clearancing. It just kind of fit. And that passenger <laughs> one, I had to hammer that fucker in there to get her to sit right. Like, it was not going in without <laughs> some uh, clearing of that drip rail. It didn't... It, it, if you look at it, you'll notice it. But honestly, like, if you look at it one side or the other side, it's not that bad. It's not terrible, but it's just... It's funny, because, like, at one point in time, the Jeep was... Well, it was never straight, but it looked almost like it was straight, and then Badlands happened, and... <laughs> after uh, that they, you're not wheeling hard enough if your cage isn't slightly tweaked right like that, mine okay. used to be flat across the top and now it's tweaked on one side i don't know what i hit probably a tree uh and it's it's Which pushed the wall of death exactly it's pushed that driver's oh yeah that could have done it uh <laughs> that tree in the back that was before no i had done the rear um double d pillar on the outside at that point i had that I hadn't cut the inner fender wells. You can still see the inner fender flapping around when I'm in that video. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it, it, I don't think they they stay straight. When you're connecting it all to a sheet metal unibody, it has a tendency to collapse on itself. And even with, I put three sixteenths on the top of my frame rail, and it's still pulling my cross member on the inside. It's crushing it inward. So every time I take that. You know, the three link center section out, I have to shave a little bit off to get it back in every time. <laughs> it never gets uh, easier. Mine, after I did all the bracing and everything to it, I have to install it with a floor jack even after shaving it, and I can't get the right size bolts in. It's great. Cherokees. <laughs> oh, yeah, cheap metal. I think mine's a little more raisined into the roll cage than it was before now i don't know if i were to try and make a cage like i already have and fit it back in there if i could actually fit the cage back in there because the body's probably an inch or two smaller than it originally was 
Well, it gets to a point, right, where the the body starts wrapping around the cage and it just becomes one. There's nothing more yeah. you can do. <laughs> yeah. My driver's side rain rail, when I made that XO, if you look down the rain rail, the, by where the back window is, you could fit like your hand or a couple fingers in between the XO cage. And then if you go to the passenger side, you can't fit anything in there. <laughs> that whole yeah. Rain rail's yeah. <laughs> the whole rain rail's caved in. Yeah. So, to go back to the building of it, though, you had the iron... Was it an Iron Man or a Iron Rock? I, iron Rock, yeah. All right, you had the Iron, iron Rock. rock. Uh, I had the whole kit originally. Okay, uh, did you modify that? Because I remember you had, like, that Y-Lang. I did. Um, I did, yeah. On your setup at Roush the first year when we first met you and we did that sketchy shit with Curtis's link. Yeah, that was a good. Time. Yeah, that was that was pretty sketchy. But yeah, I had the iron. I had the whole iron rock kit, and I ended up cutting. I cut the. They had that wacky adjustable link for the passenger side or the driver side. For yeah, the that thing. nobody liked. Yeah, that thing was garbage. I ended up cutting that off and just made my own on the passenger side off their link. And their lower links are pretty beefy. I think it was like five sixteenths tube that they used for the lower links. It was pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And it, that worked. That worked for the longest time. That was. I wasn't mad about that suspension. Awesome. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't. I've heard. Megan. It's funny because our next guest is going to have a totally different opinion. <laughs> 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 our our next guest had a broken link from them, so that'll be a fun. Really? Thing. The two different. Was that on the rock link yeah. or the Y link setup though? Rock. Uh, that was on the three link setup. Uh, see, I was that's I was about to mention the rock link because I've heard equally that's, that's uh, iffy things. So the yeah, rock I link, I think the arms must be a little a little weaker. I don't know about that cross member either. It's probably similar to the Y link. I mean, you can't really fuck up a cross member if you're yeah. building it beefy enough. Uh, but something about those links—they they pre-bend them. That's I mean, that's the problem. Yep. Come on, that's why I got rid of them. Yeah. Oh. I never realized that like these are literally just fucking like cranked in. Yeah. What it's like fuck? Curtis level bent. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, like you can't do anything with those other than put thirty fives and a thirty on it. And even then, if you are actually beating the crap out of it, you'll probably still break it. Yeah, I had my legs held up for three years or so like that with that bend in it. But I don't know if, if they changed it. When I got mine, they were them links were pretty heavy. They were pretty strong. I was surprised when I got them how thick the, the metal actually was. Well, they also, lasted with forty threes. They lasted three or four years or so. And then when I just stretched the front, I had extra tube left over from when I did the rear four link. So I was like, I I would really like straight links just to avoid like what happened with Curtis since it's getting into harder wheeling stuff now. It's inevitable that it's going to bend. Mm-hmm. And uh. I just got I got rid of them. There was enough room to where my tires didn't rub the straight links and all. Yeah, and yeah, I think Curtis had sort of the same experience, right? I mean, granted, you know, he doesn't wheel that often, only a couple times a year. But yeah. it was like three, four years. No, probably, how long has he had the thing? Two years? Three years? Three Something years. Something like that. Yeah, a couple years. Uh, I mean, those links were totally fine, and then out of nowhere... You know, they both started bending. And that upper link bent first, but that makes sense because it's smaller. And now the lower links are going as well. So 
Yeah, his upper link was was already bent too. He pre bent that yeah. to get around the body. Yep. Every time. Live and learn. Don't bend your legs. Oh, yeah. That's that's a lot of how mine was built. Living, trying stuff, and and not working and changing it and yep. breaking fix stuff. Fix it again. And, you yep. Fix it again. Yeah. See, I'm just kind of blown away by Iron Rock's prices. Four hundred and fifty dollars for a thirty truss. What? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's fucking insane. Well, I mean, you know, can, given the current times, that might be reasonable steel prices plus labor. <laughs> But uh, over the knuckle steering is five hundred dollars. What are these guys on? That's hang on, hang on. I gotta point something out here, Cody. You also gotta remember, you're coming into this with the knowledge that you've gotten from all of us about it being cheaper to just build your own shit. When you buy off the shelf stuff, where they already engineering the stuff, dude, it gets fucking stupidly expensive. Like. What is it? Rock Crawler was selling their steering for JKs for like seven fucking fifty, and JK's it's this... different though. JKs, I don't know. JKs always are more. No, it's all the so. same. All the same. Yeah. Well, the yeah. knuckles are different compared to an XJ. So don't matter. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> what is it? Uh, Stinky Fab's doing like eight hundred for their WJ swap kit. Um, I think it yeah. comes with knuckles, though. Does it not? It doesn't come with knuckles. You got to supply the knuckles, but it comes. I might be wrong, but either way, if it comes with the knuckles, you're still talking about $500 steering. I'm just saying, like, because you've seen us building our shit, we, you you can do it a lot cheaper if you... Uh, yeah, $900. Person. Yeah. If you're Holy building it yourself, you save yourself a fuck ton of money. Well, a lot of people You all get a lot of them, So... Let's be fair, and it comes with the track bar and everything, so that's probably why. This yeah. whole swap kit. That's not bad, though. In reality, it comes with everything. Their track bar setup is 300, their steering setup is roughly around 400, and so and it's aluminum, so eh. Yeah, aluminum's not cheap. I looked at it when I was changing my links to straight, and it was it was like 275 or 280 a link. I was like, eh, really? I've always thought the, I thought the wide-open design links were you know, not horribly priced compared to nah, steel, but I guess it depends. Are they really that bad? Yeah, that's who I priced it through, too. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I have Square I had, tube I it is. My rear four link. I had a two-inch quarter wall tubing for my lower links, and I bananaed the shit out of it and ended up getting um, two and a quarter three-eighths wall tubing, and my lower links are two and a, two and a quarter three-eighths wall, and I had a whole entire stick. I bought a 23-foot stick of it. I had half of it left over when I did the front. I was like, yeah, I'm going to use this for my front lower link. So my the lower <laughs> links are heavier, heavy as hell, but shouldn't bend them. Yeah. Had it, I just had, I even had the bung sitting around because you need like a thicker, a thicker end bung. And it was all sitting around for a while. When I got that piece of tubing, it was two, it was like 260 something, I believe. And I priced it out now and it's 1500 bucks for that piece of three eighths wall tubing. Wow. Yeah. Like 60, 66 a foot or something like that. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not looking forward to having to buy tube to. I mean, I've got a I've got like thirty feet right now, but I imagine between me and my buddy, we're gonna run out of that really quick, and then I'm gonna have to buy more, and I'm not looking forward to what the price is gonna be. I haven't checked, but I don't want to know. 
Nah, it's just one of them things you're going to go in there, get what you need, and not even look at it. You pay the yep. man and just walk away. That's how yep. it is for gas prices for me. You need it anyway, so just fucking sweat yeah. hard and keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> but embrace the suck. Exactly. Yep. Hopefully soon here I'll be uh be buying some tube soon. Or tube two. Jeez, I felt weird coming out of my mouth. Um, So maybe we can get them, get like a package deal or something. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, usually do that. Depends on where we buy it from. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm pretty lucky. Out like about five minutes from my house, I have a really big steel distributor. Yeah. So see, I can't. E- I can't even get get the air gas place to fill my 125 bottle without calling four different places to tell the place that's close to me that it's okay for them to fill my bottle because I own it. They were very sketched out because I owned the bottle. It was yeah. a whole big deal. It, it was ridiculous. I had to call someplace in Salem, New Hampshire uh, to have them call my store after talking to like other stores that weren't... I had to talk to Main Oxy. I talked to like this place up in Gloucester. Uh, and they were all like... they either The place in Gloucester said no, same thing. They couldn't do it. Massachusetts. And the other... The Main Oxy place was in New Hampshire as well. And they're like, what are you talking about? They should be able to do that, no problem. Because like, it was a Main Oxy bottle, which is another thing. It's a whole other... You know, story with that is uh, bullshit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they just didn't want to touch it because it was a it's a competitor brand, right? Right. Yeah. But uh, so I called Main Oxy, and they were like, "Yeah, no, that's not a big deal. You own the tank, so you should. They should be able to swap that, and it's not the a registered the account with us." Annoying about that, and I'm sorry to like go into that story. Is I bought that from an air gas. I swapped I it at a fucking air gas and they gave me a main oxy bottle because that was the only 140 they had. And they're like, yeah, no big deal. It'll be, you own it. You can just swap it out anytime you want. Oh yeah. They were very sketched out. And that's like, just goes to show how non-industrial the area is. Like there's the steel supplier is for me is an hour away. And that's like the only one. And it's not even a good one. Like the prices are actually decent. They always give me decent deals, but uh, it's just it sucks trying to fabricate anything on the North Shore. Real quick, too, Luke, you also filled that bottle at a uh, Hocon, too. Yeah, you're right. I filled that at a Hocon as well. Well, it shouldn't matter. You own the yeah. bottle, right? You should be able to bring it anywhere. Yeah. Do they do cylinder it. exchanges? Do they just swap the cylinder for you? Yeah, they just no, swap it. That's what they do with me. That was gonna be my thing. I was gonna say it's like a propane tension. They just be able to swap and just hand you another one and be like, all right. Oh, yeah. Even today, better fill either one. They didn't even have a 125. They were like, okay, we're gonna give you a receipt. We'll give you the 80. When you run out of that, bring it back. If we have a 125, you know, I I have the receipt saying that I should have a 125. I've got a picture of it, and it's Mm -hmm. literally one guy in this hole in the wall. So. Uh, he's not going to forget me. I already gave him a ton of shit because he wouldn't change my tank initially. So uh, <laughs> he'll remember me. I'm sure. Crap. Just buy a bottle for every single possible gas supplier. Fuck no, no problem. they're fucking no, expensive. I don't need to. That's the whole point of owning the tank. <laughs> the gas company. Anyways, Anyways as- we're beating the as dead as- here on this one. As long as the tank's inspected and up to date, it shouldn't matter where the tank came from. Exactly, so and even then, tank off. Yeah. even then, they were like, it's forty to inspect it. They were like, yeah. forty bucks, and I was like, sure. If the tank's bad, 
I just had gas in it. It was working fine. It didn't explode. Like, yeah. it's good. Like, man. Anyways, back to wheeling. Um, <laughs> so at Roush, what would you say is your favorite trail? Well, there's a lot of good ones. Like, favorite-wise, like, to look at, I would say Rock Creek is pretty good to, to go down, hang out, eat some lunch on. It gets, like, monotonous because it's a lot of the same thing over and over again. Oh, my God, yeah. The end, by the end, you're like, holy oh, crap. How much longer is this? Especially yeah. with the 37s and Dana 60, Dana 50, like you said. You're just, you're trying to not slam your diff into every fucking rock. Yep. Uh, but like, oh, Apple, you weren't there that day. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. Holy no. shit. You guys yeah, you were only there one day this year, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. We were with the Long Island boys. Yeah. So, uh, like- Jason, with how many times you've been to Roush, how much of the park have you covered? Every single red and black trail. All that okay. matters. Oh. Yeah. Is the so like we were looking at the um, map that on Sunday actually we were kind of talking about going to the I think it's the northern part. Um, is it any better or is it kind of just a shithole? Because from what I guess some somebody was saying that it's just not as much fun even though there's reds and blacks. Now there's a couple reds and blacks down there. There used to be a good one, which I would say was. Probably used to be my favorite, which was Affliction, which is a pretty good trail, but they put a pipeline in there. There used to be a part of this trail where you had to come down a real steep hill in, like, um, soccer ball-sized rocks and hook of, uh, shit, a 90 or if not harder left-hand turn while sideways on the hill around a tree and then come back up a hill and then uh, soccer ball-sized rocks and then come up to a like a uh, eight or ten foot rock ledge, it's like kind of like a ledge, but a wall a little bit, and then get up over that, and they put a uh, an oil line in there, and they took that part of the trail out of it, which is That's, shitty. That sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite part of that trail because when I first like got into the harder wheeling, I was like, man, I really want to try this trail, and we ended up going on that trail backwards in the rain. And we had to go down that in the rain, and we were all kinds of jacked up and scared, and it was pretty good. Yeah. I was like, well, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> no, there's no, like, directions that say one way or the other way. A lot of yeah, it's like it, that. It just lets you do whatever you want. Yeah, it's like when we were going to Mason Jar in Harlan, and we oh, get to yeah, the top that's... of it, I, I was like, we're at the top of this hill, and these are some pretty big-ass hills. If we're going down this, I don't think we should go down this. I think we should go up this. And mm. ended up making the right call going up it, not down it, because that would have been shitty to go down. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any video from that, but yeah, that sounds that's kinda of, that's always the worst when you want to do something you go to and then you're just like, damn, we came at this the wrong fucking way. Then you gotta go all the way back around to go and do it the fun way. Yeah. yeah. That was a hike to get to that trail too. It was a good ways. Yeah, it was a long, long drive. Getting <laughs> yeah. to the top wasn't bad, right? Going nah. back from the top seemed pretty quick it was it was right on that green and we just kind of bombed the rest of the way when curtis when, wasn't overheating yeah when you and i and curtis went to, to lion's den that friggin trail 15 my butthole was tight on that trail because yeah, my was, was wide <laughs> and my tire was on the edge of that hill and that hill was pretty damn steep and it was a long way down mm. and we that was one of them trails that we should not have been on no but we were too committed to turn around <laughs> not like you could 
there's no way we're turning around on that trail. Was that that trail that uh, Curtis was saying was only like a few inches wider than his track width? Yep. Yes. Jesus yeah. I could literally like look off the edge from the passenger side. Oh, yeah. oh, that that would have me the say? fuck out. Yeah. Well, yeah. What would you say? A couple spots, four or five hundred feet down at like easily uh, a long, a very steep angle. And like there are trees, but they're not big enough trees to like. I don't. I wouldn't trust him to stop you if you. Slid. Nah. Like once you get that momentum, you're that's it. You're gonna pinball your way down that freaking hill. Yep. Jesus. Find out how good that cage is, I guess. <laughs> right. That's one I thing I'd rather not good. do. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of tubes, I, I really don't want to find out how strong it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I suppose we've covered how much of a saga it was for Graham and everyone else to get down there and the bullshit I went through before getting down there. How was your ride to Harlan? It was pretty good. The night before, I was too. I was pretty anxious, so I really couldn't sleep, but I didn't fall asleep till about 12.30, and then I got up at 4.30 and drove all the way down there. It's one way to do it. Yeah. It was it was smooth. I hit I hit some traffic in Baltimore, but it wasn't too bad. Alright, so you went down that way? Makes sense. Yeah, I went it, it, where I live, I live about fifteen minutes from Philadelphia, so it took me down into Delaware, like under Philly and all. And okay. I, I went I was I stayed right outside of Baltimore. Like if you're looking down ninety five, because ninety five and then six seventy six seventy five. And I went around Baltimore that way and down 70, like as if there's another place called the Cove that's down there, as if I was going to go towards the Cove. Hmm. And then it took me, it took me off 70 down some, some back roads where there was probably a half a million cows. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the South. Yeah. Back on to, to 81. I don't know how, not, not to go back to the price of stuff, but beef, I don't know how Meat is ex- so is so expensive because there was so many goddamn cows that it wasn't even funny. Like I don't uh, think I've ever seen that many cows in my entire life. That whole way down there, there's just cows everywhere. Meat down here ain't that bad. It definitely gets cheaper down here, but not uh, diesel gets more expensive. Does it? Yep. For the gas price, when I left here to being down there, it really wasn't much of a difference, which I was surprised because. My girlfriend's parents live in North Carolina, and a couple of years ago when we went down there, it was almost a dollar difference in price from from here to there. And I guess just because of the everything's so expensive now in general that all the prices in the different areas just evened out. Yeah, well, I guess yeah, I think off highway it was it was roughly the same, but on highway through I guess you know because we were on the main trucker route so they jacked the price yeah. up right you're seeing four dollars i think yeah, there were some yeah. spots it was like four four fifteen like ridiculous ridiculous expensive to get off on those truck stops yeah and yeah. like every other one you'd see like you would go down to like three three sixty or something and you're paying those ones for the convenience uh, yeah hey richie yes what's gas like in you know home about three thirty, three forty. Yeah, here it's like three fifteen, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I just filled up for two eighty five a gallon. Oh, yeah. so, yeah, that's pretty good. It's so, three thirty five here. Just actually just yeah. got here. So I suppose we should probably bring this back to wheeling. Um, 
One, does that mean that it's going to be easier to loop you into getting you down here for Windrock now that you've been to Harlan? Yeah, for sure. I'd like awesome. to, if I were to go back down south again, I, honestly, I'd like to go back to Harlan again before I went to Windrock again. I'd like to do a, another trip there to cover more of the park because from what I've seen, and I talked to a few other people, we missed a huge chunk of that park. There is a lot Lower of really portion, good trails there. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of really, really good trails there that we didn't even get to cover. Yeah. Well, where we were staying. Well, I missed all of it. So, I mean, I hit one trail. So, yeah. I'm good to go you back if two. we want to do it again. You hit two. <laughs> <laughs> I hit one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't hit anything. Yeah. So, really, Harlan, like. You know, as much as as much fun as it was, was kind of a shoe in for a bunch of us. Like we just didn't hit very much. We should oh, have yeah, broke. Definitely, definitely sucks that you guys broke because that's that's a huge bummer. That's a long way to go to to be riding passenger and just having your stuff sit there. Yep. I had a good enough time. Yeah, we'll build it better yeah. this time, and you know, like at least you got the wheel. It sucks for for Luke because he you didn't even get the wheel at all, really. Yeah, that was, and that was frustrating because it was stupid stuff like the coil yeah. and the clutch line just randomly melting through out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, but that's also pretty atypical, Luke. <laughs> yeah, true. There I've are. watched him pull the trailer off running of his trail. The when he had Ducky, he pulled Ducky off the trailer, parked it at the front of the trail, and it wouldn't start. Couldn't figure it out. <laughs> he, he bought a fuel pump. He did. What else did you buy? We were like Crank checking the throttle body. Sensor. Yeah. We, uh, new throttle position sensor um, on a 5.2, which where the distributor caps at the back of the fucking motor. We pulled the distributor cap to check that because I had already replaced that. But just to make sure it was all good, we pulled that. I get it home and there somehow was water in the. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What that's what it was. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> like pretty atypical Luke right there. Yeah. <laughs> when um, I had the full, I had a crank sensor die right in the entrance to Roush. I pulled it off the trailer and was pulling to go into the park, and it died. And I had a whole line of people behind me, and I'm trying to get at the crank, and it's just like, I'm like, yeah, should I had to have some random guy pull me back to my truck? And I had to go get a crank sensor, change it, and wield. I put like four crank sensors in that motor. The motor, it, the motor kept kept going. I overheated it four or five times. Kept going, but it, it ate the shit out of radiators and ate the shit out of crank sensors. Weird. Huh. That's kind that, of an yeah, odd. That's I, like what happened with my Dodge. In one summer, I went through like fucking, what was it? Eight or nine CPS sensors. What? What the fuck? You're buying the wrong the... ones, clearly. Holy <laughs> yeah. crap. Short somewhere hey. past it, and he just kept... I was using it. Mopar parts, uh, parts store parts, uh, aftermarket. Like, I, I tried everything. And oh. I, I slapped and one random... battery. And yeah, it battery. went away. Two batteries. What? Well, that crank was fucked or something, and it actually was the crank and not just the sensor. It is the crank. Yeah, just I put one more well. sensor in, and truck was fine for the next four or five years he just found the right one found the one i wanted it's it's just like the wheel my wheel bearings i spent that entire summer going from passenger wheel bearing driver wheel bearing passenger wheel bearing obnoxious too because we were doing (laughs) this in his fucking house with those wheel bearings 
Yeah, we were doing it at his house. We finally brought it down when we had the shop in Naugatuck. We threw it on the lift. We did the wheel bearings, and that was that. Yeah. And, like, never again. Um, we should do the wrong thing, then. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, vehicles just don't like me. I yeah, guess, can't um, confirm. Um, is your Jeep running yet? No. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, God. Hey, well, he's gotta take stickers. my... He's gotta no, take yeah, my place. Ninth time to try. I haven't had time to touch it, okay? I've been working a lot. Um, i work on your Jeep. Oh, so, <laughs> back to wheeling? A little bit? A little bit? Um, so, Jason, you know, it feels kind of like a little bit of a waste to have you on and not talk about the shenanigans at Railbed. Um, who were those guys? Oh, yeah, and that was guys, that I was knew, a fucking party. Oh yeah, those guys are a riot. Those guys are a lot of fun. I met those guys at a place in Gore, Virginia called the Cove. It's a campground that that they hold events through uh, a company called Big Dogs. And uh, I went down there and I met those guys at the Cove in Virginia. And the dude Houston that was that had that red TJ. Yep. There's at the Cove. There's this thing called the Bunny Hole. It's kind of like. A yeah, you guys were version. talking about that. Yeah, it's like a smaller version of Lion's Den. Huge butt rocks like that. You're in big rocks, big undercuts and V's and notches and stuff like that. And Houston had that same red TJ, or what the hell is it? TJ, whatever it is, Wrangler. And he was stuck on the top of it. And that was how I met him. We're sitting there bullshitting. Everybody's all jammed up. The Cove is just a big party. Everybody drank all night. It was just, it was always a good time. You didn't, there, it didn't have like, Two two crazy trails. I had some pretty good trails, but it was always a good time to go and party. And that's where I met those guys at. Him, actually, it was three of them. I met um, Houston, and then Tyler that had the supercharged TJ, and then the other kid Scott that had the uh, the TJ with the LS motor in it, the one with the forty inch sticky traps. I met all of those guys at the at the cove. That's how I knew those guys, and I've I've gone down there three or four times and every time i've gone down there those guys were down there we went bullshit around beat our shit through all the rocks and stuff like that hung out partied and at the cove they have a bunch of different campsites they have one through six and six is all the way in the back in a, in a v of the mountain so everybody parks on the sides of the mountain and in the middle of it everybody just messes around they have a like a stage there and shit and we're all just back there partying all it's good it's pretty good time now it's not it's nothing like it used to be. You can't really go back there and do that anymore. The people that owned it, it changed owners and all. They don't want anybody drinking. It's more for camping now than it is. It is wheeling. But that's how I knew those guys. It just so happened to be that they were there at the same exact time. I didn't even know they were there. I seen them. I seen Houston yeah, go past me. Yeah, right. exactly. I seen Houston go past me. People. Yep. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I know him. <laughs> I pulled up next to him. I, I was talking to him for a minute and he goes, Oh, holy shit. <laughs> and then Tyler came over. <laughs> and it just turned into a shit show down at Railbed. We all had had some fun down there. That was a pretty good trail. That's one of them like iconic trails where you see a lot of videos yeah, of people doing yeah. it and all. And I didn't realize where we were until I got out and I seen the ledge and I was like, Oh shit. I know where this <laughs> is. I've seen this before. And like this is I didn't to be honest with you, I didn't know that that was at Harlan. I thought that was at Windrock. So the part that was really funny about that is we were going down and they were like, yeah, we're going to go watch some side-by-side -side guys yeah. do some stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> How'd that work out for us? Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, we all became the show. Yeah, three out of four of the bug, the three out of four <laughs> of the rigs that tried it ended up on their side. Yep. Um, and I'm sure if that uh, you know, the first guy had stuck into it more, he would have rolled the same way. It wanted to go that way. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Overtime is when yeah, he goes by uh, Tim Overtime. Over. Yeah, Tyler. Yeah. Tyler Over. Um, that was a good fucking show to sit there and watch. Oh yeah, he's a good driver. Sorry about the door, by the way, because I'm not sure if that was you or Colin that caught that. That no, was... it wasn't me. I wasn't there at the time. I was, I was just standing back. Okay. Don't say sorry. <laughs> I was trying to get the fire door. extinguisher out of the back. What? Okay. Did you hit someone with Curtis's door? His door. The yeah. door fell off when he opened it. Yeah, I was caught in the harnesses, so I used my foot after I popped the door, and because of the angle of the Jeep, he had the pins cut. And I put my foot on the door, and the door just kind of left the Jeep. <laughs> like, it was really funny to watch. Where <laughs> <laughs> I had left the chat. <laughs> yeah, literally. It was just there, and it wasn't. Um, watching your roll was pretty good. What happened there? Because, like, it seemed like you were doing pretty good, and you could have just backed out of it. Yeah, I was, I was going pretty good. Came to the side, and a uh, few drinks deep. Ended up backing up and went from reverse to park, and, that, and it it tipped. Once that rear tire got sucked under me into that dip, into that ditch, it was just like I hit park at the absolute worst time. It was like, yeah, that was like the most rookie r- move ever. It was funny yeah. as fuck, though. Yeah, you literally were like positioned perfectly to back down, and then just all of a sudden. It was just like, yeah, onto the side. <laughs> I almost had that too. The, the the trail, if that I tried like two times to the left, and when I backed up and I hit it on an angle, the very first time, it didn't feel right, but it bounced and then it settled down, and I was like three quarters of the way up that ledge, and I let go of the gas, and if I didn't let go of the gas, I would have probably, probably made it. it. If I had just yep. held it to the floor, I would have probably probably made that. And that's what made that spot super interesting to watch because. As soon as it started looking really sketchy, you had it. And if you would, yeah. and for everybody, for you, for uh, for Curtis, and uh, for Houston, I think all three of them, you know, you guys almost had it that first time. Like you got a taste of it. You were in the yeah. right line, and then the next couple times it was like slightly off, and it wouldn't let you up. Yeah, felt like a crackhead. You're always trace, chasing that dragon. <laughs> like, you, you had that line, you could feel it. You're just about yeah. there. <laughs> that that freaking that mud. Once a, a few of us tried it, we got that mud and water yeah. on there. Once the dirt was on there, that was that was it. Oh yeah, and it was like, one of them things. You ha- you just had to stay committed. You had to keep it to the floor and stay to the floor, rev limiter and everything, and and just hope for the best. That's a hard one to stay committed on because you're already oh, yeah. going up diagonal not at a great angle and, yeah uh, yeah not to and throw curtis down, under the bus but by the time that it got that muddy and he was up there was probably not exactly the greatest no he shot. almost had it there was Maybe he had it a one shot he had yeah, the line he was really close i guess those cheater tires are doing work i have oh, to yeah. go to him harder yeah sticky when i switched from the the dot sx's to the sticky sx's that was a huge difference. That's like when you first buy your Jeep and you have no lockers and you switch from no lockers to front and rear lockers and you see the huge difference. 
that's the difference between a DOT and a sticky tire, especially when it's wet. Like yeah. it's a, it's an insane difference. It's like almost undescribable, und- like how big the difference is. So, so Jason, what caused you to get the stickies? Um, the DOTs that I had were a sixteen five rim, and I ended up putting beadlocks on the outside and and welding a piece of cooler and steel on the inside. And if you ever looked at a sixteen five bead, instead of having like a flat spot and then a lip like a like say a seventeen or a fifteen would have, yeah, it's like a forty five degree, and the only thing that holds it on the bead is air pressure. So if you go too low, it'll pop the beads off. And I welded that rod in there and it, it, if I got low or if I got into a weird angle with the tire rolled under itself, it would burp air under it. And I got so sick of always having to fill my tires up with air. It got so old. And I'm like, man, I've always wanted stickies. I was in my house. I was settled down. I had some extra money sitting around and I'm like, it's, it's time. I want these, I want these goddamn tires. Like I, it's the next step. And I'm like, I want them. Basically, I was like, I just, I just want them. Yeah. And it ended up taking. When I ordered my tires, I ordered them from from Scott Goforth, really nice guy. Best place if you're going to get stickies is from that guy. But uh, he didn't have any 17s, and it took took two months to get the tires. And when I got the tires, but once once he called me, when I, talk, I actually talked to him first. I was like, How long is it going to be? He said a couple of weeks, and it ended up being longer than that. And he's like, Look. I ordered an entire truckload and when they come, I'm going to call you. And then he called me and I didn't answer. And I seen that he uh, called me. I was like, oh shit. I was like, I need to call this guy back right now. And I called him up and he goes, you still want these tires? I was like, hell yeah. And uh, he goes, this is the last set I have. I wow. ordered, he ordered 150 pairs of tires, Ooh. which is like whatever, 300 tires, something like that. And, um, he got, he ended up only getting like 80, t- 80 individual tires. So he got way less than he was supposed to. But I got them, and when he buys them, they make them, they manufacture them for him. And when you look at the date code on the tires, it was a week old. So the wow. tires were a week after manufacture date when, when I got them. Looks like they're probably oh, still awesome. hot by the Whack. time they got there. Holy right? shit. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Fuck. Still curing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> no, I ended up just getting the race lines from race line because they were having a, a sale on them. Well, the race line. Yeah, they've got some decent sales. I was... Yeah. Just looking at beadlocks because I'm trying to prepare myself for chopping all my shit up, and uh, I was surprised to see that their prices were not too bad. Yeah, even go forth if you need if you're going to get tires and rims, he has really good deals too. Cool, good to know. Good to know, yeah, so, yeah for sure. He was uh, the stickies are definitely pricey, but he was by far the cheaper than everybody. Every single person I talked to, he was shit four wheel parts. He was five hundred dollars less. And that's even with shipping. Damn. Damn. I might have to give yeah, him a real call. It's pretty good usually. Yeah, yeah, for real parts is pretty good. Yeah. Where is usually, he out of? I don't know. I, they He's out of Tennessee, I believe it was. Oh shit. Oh, I might have to go and pick him up then. Fuck yeah. If I can save on <laughs> yeah, shipping. I, I think he's not far from Winrock. That's fucking awesome. Is I'm an hour and fucking twenty five minutes if I'm feeling zesty. Because I was literally just at Windrock, um, not wheeling, but I was up there doing some other stuff on Sunday of this week. You just had? No, not that, not off-road no. related. Um, no. Some people I know bought some land up there, so we were out there shooting. Um, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, that's always a good time. 
fuck, if I could save, like, whatever the shipping cost on a set of 40s is, that might end up making it a little more tempting yeah, to go was, stickies. Yeah, I think it was a couple hundred bucks. When I ordered my tires, it was, uh, how was it? It was 29-something 20, after shipping and everything to my door, 20, 29, 30 or something like that for four tires. It's not bad at all. No, nah, you figure with shipping and everything, I paid 1800 for for DOT tires. And with shipping and everything, it was what's that eleven hundred dollars more for the stickies and shipping. So it's it's less than a thousand dollars for stickies over DOTs if you're not paying shipping. Yeah, yeah, damn, that's pretty good. So <laughs> yeah. since we got it's, you here and you were part of the rescue on Graham's Jeep, ah oh, shit. Yeah, let's uh, let's get back into it. Yeah. All right, so, just tee off with whatever question you had. Jason, can you help me uh, bully Graham on this? Because I'm saying that at this point in time, with how much that he is um, doing for work, he ought to just go through and four-link the fucking thing because he's going to be removing the cross member, swapping axles anyway, and all of that. So, like, just four-link the fucking thing. It's only money. Yeah, you can make more. The four-link in the rear or the front? Rear. <laughs> or both. <laughs> <laughs> His three See, that, seems like it works. It just needs some tweaking. My, I have never been happy with how that cross member hangs. That all that needs to change. I'm not sure how high I'm gonna tuck it up. I think Curtis is like excessively tucked up in there, but I definitely want it to be more tucked up than it is now. Kind of similar to what Colin just got. Sort of, but I don't want to deal with the uh, the bracing issues that that one has. The issues that you've had where it was cracking. Colin's having issues with his where it's flexing. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got... I mean, my frame rails can handle me just building a uh, tube off of... I don't even have to go off the frame rails necessarily. I've got all that tube from the frame or the, you know, the floor work I did. Like, that's all tube now. So I probably can get away with doing something very different than what you guys have because I've got all that in there. So I don't know. It's all going to get com get cut out and I've got to evaluate what my options are. Well, you could always just push uh put tube to the floor and attach it to the uh the cage. Well, my floor is like part of my cage now. Yeah, so just attach to your floor and you're mint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you can bolt it too. You could put a, like a little piece off of the new uh, cross member, not cross member, the transfer case frame section. If it's uh, no, because that's on the back side. Never mind, that wouldn't work. Never mind. What are you talking about? No, that's I. That there's three main hoops that run from the back of the transfer case. I think it's like in you know 13 inch, 12 inch increments. I forget exactly what it is. Uh, up to the front, and then I was gonna actually do a fourth, but there was gonna be no way to package it. And keep the floor in a reasonable spot. I'd have no f like foot room for the gas pedal or anything, so I scrapped that. But uh, I've got a bunch to work with under there. But my priority is getting the front done. The back works. I will adjust it because if I'm putting the 05 in the front, I'm not staying on 37s. I will go to at least a 40. Well, you also have some big. 40 inch stickies, so. I'm going to put those on. I've bought beadlocks already. I'm getting them. So I will the put... The Battleborns? The yeah, I, I just got the cheap ones. I'll see 
I know they worked for Colin. They were. Uh, I couldn't complain with the price. It's probably not what I'll stick with if I'm not happy with it. But they, they, I can't knock them for now. Worst case, I sell them with the stickies for like, you know, probably. I don't. I don't think I'll lose a ton of money on them if I ever want to get rid of them. Um, put those on just at least as a mock-up. I can run it like that if I wanted to. Uh, figure out what I need to do to the back to make it work. Yeah, you gotta and stretch fix it. the front. I know the the back needs to go back a bunch. Yeah, gas tank so needs to go the up. Gas tank's already the, going up. The yeah, back I know. needs to get stretched. Uh, you're going to be redoing but, tube work anyway, so why not just go through and do it? Because my leaf springs work, and they're not broken yet. Yeah, I kind of have to agree with the the front's definitely more important right now. Like yeah. if you want to, I need to, you I, I would like to just be able to drive it. it. I'd like to be able to use it. Yeah. And, and, and I'm in another, a whole other deal here where I'm debating whether I go with a full hydro setup or if I keep the hydro assist. Full hydro, given that you're going stickies. If I, I mean, I could get a set of DOTs and be totally fine, and put a hydro assist setup on it, a little beefier than what I have, and it would be fine. I just, I don't know if that's if it's worth doing. I mean, I could set that up easily. I already have everything to do that. I just get the new tube. I'd buy a one seven five RAM instead of a one five RAM, and. uh uh, I mean, it, it would work, but the full hydro would be better. Downside to that is now I can no longer drive it on the road legally, uh, or yeah, I, can, I I basically wouldn't be able to drive it. I I probably would, but it wouldn't be very far. I couldn't do like the four-hour highway drives that I usually do with the thing. I don't know if I want to lose that yet, so I, I'm I'm still torn on Don't that. Just bite the bullet already. I don't know, Richie. It's hard. It's a hard call. You already are talking about tubing out the front. Just, just do yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm gonna like keep it for a full body. Wrangler. A Wrangler. Uh, sounds like you're bitching out on us. Time for you to switch it up. Go hang out with fucking <laughs> Frame Boy over there with this Ford some more. Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm still in the parts collection phase, and uh, I've got a bunch of work ahead of me for that we'll see we'll see well it's it kind of sounds like you're getting parts for something that's gonna spend a lot of time on the road sitting on a trailer is he oh, finally see. switching that up what no oh. i'm not buying a trailer what am i i don't have a i don't have a space for a trailer i will not be able to own a trailer until i have uh, i either find a really good deal on a piece of property that i can rent to park all my shit on, which I could potentially work out, or I don't know. And even then, my truck doesn't have a hitch, and I can't install a hitch until I take the bed off and fix the fucking frame because it's still torn up from Roush. So there's there's a lot of steps involved for that to work, which is why I'm leaning towards the hydro assist. Yeah, sounds like he starts selling feet picks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something. <laughs> So you know, I, I, I kind of. Uh, well, so it was rusty, and uh, I don't even. The tongue weight was probably within spec. It was just. It's a rusty Chevy frame. It just ripped the 
it was definitely i mean it was probably an old class 5 hitch but it was overbuilt none of the new class 5 hitches hitches i found have as robust of a mounting bracket as this one did they've all got like three bolts on each side and it's like one little tab this one had four bolts each side with like two massive tabs with two bolts in each tab and it sheared one of the bolts uh ripped another one out of the frame and tweaked it down like 30 degrees and yeah. eventually dra started dragging the trailer on the ground and you know that was when i figured out that it was bad fortunately yeah. we had just pulled into a parking lot so we were all set and we were just able to drop the trailer and uh, uh figure that out but yeah my frame is i don't know how savable it is yet i have to pull the bed off and see uh, just drill out the rivets and slap a new section on yeah. it and go Probably before least. i had the sorry before i had the chevy that i have now i had an old it was a what the hell was it, it was a 90s 98 or 99 chevy 2500 that was a old um salt truck and it was rusted like a son of a bitch like that like the old jacob, my buddy jacob actually mentioned it. he was like and this thing was a plow truck i wonder if they had the salt thing on the back and that's why the back's yeah. so rusty this like, is why i've always told myself i will never buy a fucking plow truck is because i've seen firsthand at like working with like plow trucks and shit like that how fucked up they get the yeah, salt, always, salt fucks them up they're always out there on the roads when the, the salt is first being applied, so that shit's fresh as hell before the coating even gets ripped off. No, that shit's stuck to your frame, and not to mention the front of the frame sometimes get all bent up from people being dickheads hitting curbs. Like, it happens every fucking time. The, the front is actually in great shape. It's just the back is... It's basically expanded to the point where it's... There's no solid metal in a lot of spots, so... I don't know. I don't know. But that's a lot more money, right? So, you know, am I, do I spend a bunch of money to make the Jeep nice and, you know, a really great buggy platform, but then have no way to use it because I don't have a truck or a trailer that can tow it reliably? I don't know. Like, this is where I'm at. Yeah, it's not a, like stuck in a big dilemma. Yeah. yeah. It all depends on, like, do you have uh, places close to you to wheel to? Like, if you were to yes. just want to hop in a Jeep and go wheel one day. Exactly, like tons. I mean, we've got. Uh, There's a good probably eight properties that are worth wheeling within two and a half hours of him, and probably eleven if you want to count ones that are like just not the most fun but doable. Yeah. Badlands, uh, battlegrounds. Um, I mean, shit, I could name off even a few more. Then, yeah, yeah, Kishes. Kishes, Field and Forest, Mabel, AO, not AOP, fuck, uh, what's it called? <laughs> uh, uh, I, mean, I don't know where you're plenty. going with that. Uh, yeah, Harris used, I forgot, oh. Harris is shut down, my bad. Yeah. Um, oh, well. There's still a, a solid handful of properties that are not too far uh, of a drive that would be, it'd be nice to just be able to hop in the Jeep and go, right? Yeah, that's one of the things uh, I miss of mine. I miss just being able to get in and, and go wherever I wanted. But like around me, there's nothing but like sand barrens. It's it's sand and mud puddles. So like that stuff gets old really fast. You kind of are a little overbuilt to be playing out there, ain't you? <laughs> there's some pretty nasty mud holes, but I really, I my old Jeep, I had that thing shit to the rear view mirror in, in water before. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I got into the rocks and like, 
if you go into the mud, it destroys stuff from the inside out. If you go into the rocks, it destroys stuff from the outside in. Like you can yep. you can watch the steel get peeled away and all. The mud, <laughs> the mud, the mud just got old. Fixing like you guys were saying wheel bearings earlier. Yeah. Every time I would take the old Jeep into the into the mud, it's a set of wheel bearings. Every almost every single time because it's it's really fine silica sand that's in the water and it just it gets through every seal it gets into every little nook and cranny it's, it, it was just yeah and then you've got there. muds just jammed into your axle housing and yeah yep caliper seizing because they're full of shit right it's yeah oh yeah go out there late at night Fun, but messy four o'clock in the morning stuck in the mud dragging <laughs> each other out and then drive 45 minutes home while you're leaking 40 gallons of water. <laughs> uh, I can't make too many comments, though, because you did play a part in our little misadventure. Not a direct part, but my last mud adventure did involve you. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Roush Creek. <laughs> the year that I made it, um, I forget exactly what happened, but I think you went with Colin and Curtis back to the parking lot or something along those lines. So we got caught with, uh, not caught, but we ended up with, what was it, Jamie? We were left unsupervised with Jamie, and uh, Jamie's yeah, buggy made it look really, it. really shallow, and it was not really shallow. Uh, it, <laughs> it swallowed Graham's rig on 37s, and then my rig on 40s just barely didn't disappear yeah uh you know it's good it when, when you huh was it when i left when i went to go home no it was uh saturday it just i don't know where you guys had gone it was somehow me luke and jamie just all disappeared and uh ended up in a pond <laughs> which one was jamie <laughs> the one with the, that black xj buggy yep jamie had no jamie had the um it's green no. No? The CJ buggy. Yeah, it's like candy apple front. red. He was doing front digs up everything. Yeah. Warming the front tires up, and then he would just hammer it and go. It was awesome. That's why I started making fun of Curtis as much as I was, especially at Harlan. Um, It does suck that Harlan's so far away from, like, you and Colin, Graham. Oh, it wouldn't be too bad if we didn't have to stop every two hours to fix a blown tire. <laughs> so this is an entirely unrelated tangent but it's really fucking weird because back when i first got into wheeling i was watching like the naxtra guys and all that shit i don't know if you were around for naxtra jason and like the pirate guys yeah i actually met the one of the guys that was like running that naxtra thing the um what the hell his name was and it, like, it's like a small car show that was around me oh shit that's cool shit but, like, I would watch them, and they would plan, like, a trip to Roush, and then they would go someplace else. And I was like, that kind of sucks. Why would you have a one-ton rig and not do that? Yet here we are, like, not wheeling every weekend like we kind of used to. And now it's like, all right, well, we can do this trip. We can do that trip. Let's plan this trip. And we're going to have a couple of uh, months in between each of the trips to get everything repaired and it's just fucking weird. And like when I first met Jason, you didn't have the kid and all that. And now we're all yeah. getting older. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd go shit twice a month for a while there. 
Um, Big Ellen Roush. It's expensive too. Roush is pretty expensive now. It's almost yeah, so it's a hundred bucks in gas, and then it's a hundred bucks to get in if you got two people. Yeah, but so basically two hundred bucks just to go out there and wheel, and then you got food and all. You ain't Definitely wrong. You gotta, you gotta get your money's worth when you're going there. That's for sure. Oh yeah, damn right. So spend more money to spend more money. That, that yeah. yeah that was uh, like, damn good time spending money though. Not to leave like <laughs> not to leave Colin and Luke behind when we were going to Lions Den, but that was like a little bit of the reason why I wanted to get the Lions Den. I knew it was far. Yeah. I wanted to get there. Drew friggin' eleven hours to get down there. We didn't really have too too much time. I was like, I I just want to get here. I'm gonna get, yep. get to this trail before it gets dark because I knew if we went all the way back fixed everything and they came back by the time we got oh, there, been, yeah. yeah there wasn't any major issues for me with that it was like oh well this thing just fucking won't start i know it's gonna start soon i didn't expect it to be as big of a bitch about it as it was yeah it i didn't know you cut off me and curtis were like where's luke why didn't luke follow us is he coming and then we we're like he's not coming we don't know what happened he must be with colin and then yeah, you uh you called Curtis or something and we yeah. determined it was the coil. Yeah. We determined it was the coil. I put a new coil in it and now I have a spare coil and a spare crank position sensor sitting in a box over there. Um, spare clutch, uh, assembly. No, I haven't gone that far yet. That's a little more expensive than a spare CPS and a spare coil. Fair. Um, and I've never had, that Jeep's been manual swapped for three years, and I never had an issue with it. Yeah, that was it really so, been that long. Yeah, nope. that um, that went in with the first motor swap in early 2019. So, holy shit, we're at the tail end of 2021. That would only be two years, but that's fine. It, it was early it was... 2019 yeah. to the tail end of 2021. That's almost right. three years. Almost. But yeah, no, I think I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure it was twenty eighteen because it was right in between it was like right as I was meeting you. Yeah. So yeah, he, he was, was doing that tail end of twenty eighteen, to be honest with you. He was doing that about the same time I was doing my uh one ton swap. No st- I've been No, you no, were you on were one, on one ton before that? Yeah. yeah. His huh. Jeep his Jeep I don't think was on the one tons, meaning Luke's Jeep with these automatic for longer than like a month and a half. If that. Oh, you didn't, you did the manual swap after Yep. the one tons. Yep. Okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. I, I popped that do. first motor at uh Harris that day. Yep. And when I popped the motor at Harris, I was just like, fuck this. I have a manual transmission sitting here. Might as well. Might as well. I already have to pull the motor. So. Yeah, hundred percent. It was end of twenty. Regardless, yeah, because I remember that you that was right before that was the last trip before we went snow wheeling at Battlegrounds. And you're right. You're right. And then, um, yeah, we did Colin's truck, and then right after Colin's truck, I got the last of the parts I needed, and we finished my engine swap. Um, I got that wheeling. I wheeled it like twice. I pulled it in and we did the uh, cage and I put the nittos on somewhere in there. Oh shit, that might have been 20. Fuck, maybe I'm wrong because right here I'm looking at the Battlegrounds thing and that was 2019. Yeah, because uh-huh. I had it caged at Battlegrounds in 2019. 
Shit, maybe I'm wrong. Well, the, the snow wheeling should have been like December 8th of 2019. It is exactly December 8th. Yeah, fuck that. That was, that was 2019. That was not because then here's the video when you blew it up. Yeah, no shit. I'm totally off. My bad. Fuck. I, I, don't, I don't know why I remember that date, but I do. <laughs> well, either way, it's all done now. Thank God. So stuff's kind of slowing down a little bit here. Uh, I got a couple more questions for Jason, and then uh, you guys want to start wrapping it up? Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of minutes, and I gotta go in, get some, get some dinner, put the baby to bed. Perfect mm-hmm. timing, then. Um, oh. What you guys do say you... in timing? I just not to cut you off. I just looked back at the timing, and it was June 2018 when I put the LS in mine. Oh, I just had been a four years since I put that in there. That's crazy. It didn't seem like oh. it was that long. Quick, quick question about that. What was the final uh, hoorah that made you decide to say fuck the four zero and go with an LS? That. That fucking O trail, the Jeep uh, overheated while I was on it, and I had the motor. I had the motor for a while. I knew I wanted to swap it because it kept overheating for a good bit. the The girl that had it before me, when the freeze plugs blew out on it, they stuck stop leak in it, so it would always. Uh, I flushed the shit out of the motor and everything, but it would still kick it up and it would keep clogging the radiator. So once a year, I'd have to change a rad, and I just got sick of doing that. I got the motor, and I was like, "It's." I wanted the power and all. Yeah. Well, that's about where Curtis is at. His motor doesn't stay in a reasonable operating temperature. Yeah. Uh, he he could squeeze one in. I think he oh, could yeah. do it. Yeah, and he's taking it all apart anyways. Might as well find one and throw it in. Yeah, I don't regret doing it not one bit. There's definitely cheaper ways I could have done it, but I'm glad I did it the way I did it because it's strong as it is, and I don't have to worry about anything breaking on me or anything. Yeah, and not for nothing, but there I had to fucking say it. Um, <laughs> there's something about watching this big, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Hot Wheels car going down the trail. And then when you romp on it, it sounds like a vet taking off. It's, it's quite yeah. enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a little shorty, uh, Magnaflow muffler, muffler on it. That was on there when I put the four O in it. I just had to like, <laughs> I cut the, I cut the end of it down. I had to shorten it up a little bit. But that was it. Shortened it up, welded it back together, and stuffed it back in there. Well, so it's just the same four O muffler on the LS. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it shot when I climbed that ledge that was on Mason Jar. I have a video that Tyler got of it, and when it hit the rev limiter, it shot a big old fireball out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, see that. All right, yeah, what's yeah. with trail rigs and shooting fireballs? Because my Jeep doesn't uh, shoot fireballs, or I'm not sure if it shoots fireballs. Much of an exa- oh, no, you don't. You should be able to shoot fireballs. Your exhaust is pretty short. But it backfires now, like a motherfucker. It gets pissed, and it's like, nope, fuck you, bang. Um, Just put the picture in the Discord. <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, it was a pain in the ass to get the picture. When I watched the video, I'm like, what the fuck was that flash? And I had to get a video <laughs> editor out and slow it down frame by frame. And it's like two frames of when it hit the rev limiter. When I was like, Ba-bow! it shot that big fireball out of the exhaust. You can see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's a bright fucking fireball, too. Right. Um, so what regrets do you have about your Jeep? That's a good question. Like, um, I wish I would have done 
what I did now from the start. Because, like, I wasted a good bit of money on 8-8 and Dana 30 and other stupid random shit and doors and windows and all kinds of shit trying to keep it clean. When my old Jeep was already beat up and I knew that this one was going to go that way anyway because it's it's more fun just driving like that. Mm-hmm. That's really like the I just wish I would have started that sooner and not wasted as much money as I did progressing into the point to where I am now. That's good. Yeah. I that's a- agree, and everybody always says that, but part of me is sort of like that's that's half of the hobby is you learn. It's fun learning all that stuff, right? In in yes, stages, exactly. right? I wouldn't so, know what I know now if I didn't do it the way I did. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> Like if I hadn't wait, yeah. If, sorry, sorry. If I hadn't wasted time with the thirty and the forty-four and the other stuff that I had in in my Jeep, then I never would have learned how to do the gear sets. I wouldn't be, you know, gearing, you know, ten fives for the the uh, tow company guys next door. They've got their their F two fifty or yeah F two fifty O five plus. He was like, "Can you do a gear set?" I was like, "Yes, I can. I'm actually pretty familiar with that one." So you know, like it's just a couple bucks here and there, just from like. Just doing random stuff that if I hadn't been fucking around with the 44 and the 30 and the 10 fives yeah. compared to th- those axles are way easier to gear. Like yeah. it's just, ever- I never would have done it if I hadn't tried with the little ones, the cheaper ones, right? It's oh, yeah. way cheaper to yeah. fuck up a Dana 30 than it is to fuck up a, a 10 five or a Dana oh, yeah. 50 or yeah, a the gear set 60. for a 10 five or a 60 is as much as it costs for the gears and the install kit for a 30. Yeah. True. Did you ever do a 14 bolt? I haven't done a 14 bolt yet, but I have one. I don't know if I'm going to gear it though. It's 410, and if it goes in my J20, then I might leave it at 410 for now. The 14 bolt's going to be definitely the easiest gear, the easiest axle that you've geared. I know it's um, got those those turn. uh, Yep, the adjusters adjusters turn. Yep, and the pinions all the pinions all one housing too, so you don't have to worry about pinion shim depths and shit like that when you're setting up the pinion. You just set up the um the preload and all on the pinion ha- itself and then the shims just go in between the pinion housing and the housing itself and then there's no friggin' shims on the sides of the carrier there's it's it's that was by far it's big the shit's heavy and it's big but it's Easy. way easier than yeah. any other axle i've ever used i that's like Data a 30s are my least favorite to gear yeah it's exactly like a nine inch they're they're very similar the See, I, did a, I did a toyota uh housing that sucked. I wasn't a really? huge fan of those. Even though you could it, pull that center section out? Yeah, because it, like I honestly didn't mind I don't mind it when it's on the lift or you know yeah, up at my height in the in the axle. I don't mind doing it on the axle. I'm used to that. When I had the whole housing, we don't have a lot of bench space in the shop that we work in. So I'm like, okay, what do I do with this massive chunk of differential <laughs> yeah. that I now have to take the pinion out? It was it was different. I don't know. Yeah, it, sure. I there's definitely pros to it because you can have it all there. You can do all your measurements and stuff, you know, wherever you want. But I don't yeah, know. I was reading about some it's of the Toyota beast. guys. They um, picked up like the 456 factory gear sets, and they would just put one of the pumpkins welded up in a five-gallon bucket in the back of their buggy. And if they blew something up majorly, yeah, you just put the new one in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a good good part to it too. Yeah, that. That's a nice option to have. Um, the fourteen bolts too are they're 
they're all machined really good, especially if you get the new ones. And when you change the gears, there's a really good chance that when you pull it apart, there won't even be a pinion shim in there. And when you put it back together, you'll get away with not even putting a pinion shim in there. Like when I did mine, mine had a shim in there and I put the shim that was in there back in there and the, the gear pattern came out perfect. And when I built the TJ for the friend of mine, his axle didn't have a pinion shim in there. And I put it back together with no pinion shim in there, just like it, just like it came apart. And the gear set came out perfect. It was, there was no fiddling around with the shims and finding all the, how everything fit perfect with all the different yeah. thicknesses and preloads. And yeah, sometimes you can get away with that. Sometimes it yeah. depends on the manufacturer too. Like uh, yeah, that's the 10.5, true. I you just did more. their pinion, you know, right. It was the same gear ratio that was going in should have been very similar. Obviously, you know, there's, there's tolerances and differences, but this one was like, I knew the opinion was going to be, you know, a pain in the ass because looking at both of them, even though they had the same teeth count, one was, it was, the shaft was longer and the actual gear, you know, the pinion gear on it wasn't as big. So I knew it was going to be a nightmare as far as lining that up. It wasn't even close. I think I added like uh, 30 thou or a little more uh, shims just to get that even like in ballpark. But yeah, sometimes like a lot of times, like my 10.5, you're right. Like it just, it just works, right? Most yeah. of the time you can get it close and then yeah, you just adjust backlash and it's good enough for a wheeler. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and on the thing of like going to where you're at now, I I think maybe with this rig it would have been good for me, but all the steps that I've had to take have been good. Um, and I'm not sure if I really want to change my rig. I want to get a hatch on it, and I want to get my turn signals on it and all that stuff. You know, just normal, boring fucking maintenance shit. But I don't really know if I want to go any further with it as it sits, because it's still drivable. Yeah. I feel like going any further than I've gone, I've literally, like, I feel like I'm towing the line of where I can go with it. If I go any further, it's got to come off the road. Not because I couldn't get away with driving it down here, but just because, like, the next step is chopping the nose off or chopping the ass end off and fixing the unibody. Mm -hmm. Well, you should fix the unibody anyways. Yes. Those, those are important. In I know. Cherokees. But... Yeah, it's going to fold in half if you're not careful. <laughs> and then you're going to have problems. That'll be funny. It'll it will be funny. <laughs> yeah, well, we'd probably have be the Jason, most liked Instagram post. We'd have Jason to pull us down the mountain like he did for you. He pulled me up the mountain. And uh, I didn't even need to be pulled, by the way. I had plenty of traction. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, you did, did pull me down the mountain, too, actually. <laughs> yeah, I need to be pulled you all the way down the mountain. <laughs> that one, that one bump. I was like, I wonder if I can get on a like a, a direct angle to the side of him and just pull his front over a little bit. And I bumped, <laughs> I bumped you a tiny bit. And Luke's girlfriend had this look on her face, like, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Not nah, going any, any further." I made sure when I bumped you and it moved that I kind of like got closer to you so if it rolled you would have rolled into me and i would have stopped you from keep coming down the hill i could yeah. give a shit about the friggin' the tubing and all as long as it stopped you i'd rather you, you not get hurt than than mm -hmm. a piece of pipe like a replacement piece of pipe <laughs> yeah My it, it felt pretty stable that. yeah all things considered 
It was like I don't think we were going anywhere. Even when you were pulling, no, like yeah, it, it was a little bit, but I don't know. Maybe it was worse. It didn't feel that bad. It looked pretty bad from the front. <laughs> <laughs> looked pretty bad wedged. from the back too. You were kind of wedged, like your front axle was set up on that pile of dirt that was in front of that tree, so it kind of like held you in place. I think that's why I couldn't pull you over. Yeah, and that and the back tires were just kind of like spinning down at the same rate. Too, yeah. I... Good so, times. What was the best and worst part of Harlan? The worst part, I would say, was all the goddamn mud. Yep. Agreed. It was not having a windshield now, no doors and nothing like that. The mud got a little bit old, but my favorite part was just everything, like the from all the views, the trails, hanging out with everybody. It was just, it was all that whole trip was a blast. It was, it was just a great birthday weekend to go down there and hang out with everybody, and just appreciate everybody coming out and hanging out. It sucks that that some of you guys broken all, but that's the name of the game. Yeah, it I had it coming. My shit's been doing great for Three a long time without now. any maintenance, really. And then, you know, it started to fall apart. It's just time to go bigger. Yeah, for sure. So, anyone else got any questions? Uh, one. No, I'm just kidding. I, I got. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do. How All much right. suspension travel do you have, Jason? Shit. I don't know now that I have the bigger coil, the cooler was in the front. It used to be like almost 60 inches. Jesus. Because the only reason I know it's that much is if you look back at my Instagram posts, you'll see there's a picture with me parked on an old Ford tractor that my dad owns, and it has 60-inch tires, and they're legit 60 inches tall. I measured it, and the back tire was just off the... the the ground so it's like we'll say 59 and a half inches of travel that was like you all see, the way them all the way I, up on the I, I was i was doing some stalking earlier right before the podcast and that exact picture is what made me ask <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> huh. the old old ford tractor that's like a like a that was like a 60 something i think that's awesome it's, it's a big old tire oh yeah um yeah it's even more than that now because i got it's when i took that picture it had a 113 inch wheelbase now it's 118 and it had 12 inch shock 12 inch travel shocks on the front now it's 16 so it's pretty good amount plus it's got the it has 18 inch air shocks in the rear that ain't bad at all i was really pleasantly surprised with mine i've got like a four foot berm in front of my house and I was able to put the front tire on there, and the rear tire doesn't even like come anywhere near coming off the ground at this point. So it's a major improvement over what it used to be. I was going to say, I saw that photo, and it didn't look impressive, but I know that that means that that berm was pretty fucking tall. Because like you posted, <laughs> and I'm like, he thought, like it, like in person, it must have been like, oh shit, like that's pretty good, where in the photo it's just like, oh, it just looks level. Like, like... Yeah, it looks like it's level, but (laughs) the corner of the Jeep sits in a ditch, and that ditch is about a foot, and then from there, the berm's about uh, four feet over the top of that ditch, and the Jeep's just sitting perfectly level like nothing's going on, just chilling there. 
if you look, you can see how much of a gap there is between that fender, and then yep. you look at it in the normal picture, and you're, it actually like looks almost reasonable, but it was dark as shit out. Um, I don't have anything else really to add. I don't know if anyone else does, but this has been a really solid episode. It You're always a uh, good person to wheel with, and it's really cool. To, oh, sorry about that. No, I was just saying you guys too. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and it's really cool to see some like the old, <laughs> the old guard, if you will, or like the old Instagram people that were really popular back in the day and are still popular now, out and about, still doing the cool shit. Like, yeah. You guys said on Instagram. Were you seeing the picture with me on the tractor? If you go up a couple pictures, you'll see me in a. There's a row of three of big ass rocks, and there's there's like a there's a fortune cookie thing, a video if you're going up, and then there's a row of three, and you can see a picture of the back of my jeep up in like a V of a rocks. That's the notch. It's hard to see from the side. You can see like the the side of the jeep leaning. There's like a uh, about a four and a half or five foot ledge that's right there. Well, yep. another another example of your vehicles. Uh, Flex is your tire on top of a WJ on top of the roof. Of a <laughs> yeah, WJ. that was a that was a friend of mine that owns a quarry that's out in um out in Pennsylvania, kind of a little bit away from Roush. And we were out there having a good old time. It's got huge sand dunes. They're not sand dunes. Um, like dirt hills on the side of it. And that that's a pretty good time out there. And the the one kid was they they were shooting that. WJ with a gun and all, they blew the, the he shoot to the he shot to the fender. He was like, it, my one friend goes, can I shoot it? And the other kid goes, yeah, I don't care. He goes, just don't shoot the tires and don't shoot the gas tank. And he's like, bow and shot it, goes through the fender, right through the tire. And then another kid shoots it, <laughs> shoots the gas tank, shoots both <laughs> things he told him not to shoot. <laughs> well, <Jesus. laughs> and then I was like, can I drive on it? Can I pull up on it? And he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's you awesome. Know, well, no. I just can't get over how fucking big that rig is. It just... It's massive when you see it in person and looking yeah, back at the pictures. Big. The pictures make the, it look kind of small. Well, no. I, I was going to say the pictures oh, kind of yeah. make it look like a uh, boy. <laughs> Almost yeah. like an RC car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, either yeah, an I, RC uh, car or like a what would you call it a um, Hot Wheels. Like, Hot Wheels. I was gonna say Matchbox. That's funny. No, this this is Hot Wheels country here. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck <laughs> Matchbox. <laughs> and it was so funny because like you've seen or everyone's kind of like seen this rig go through all of its stages. If you've been following Cherokees for a while, and I really. It's just wacky to watch it in person because it's just like a marshmallow floating down the fucking trail at <laughs> speed. <laughs> and it's so wide, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's surprisingly wide. And I got to say... Are you wider say, than Curtis? Yeah, yes. he's definitely wider than Curtis. Definitely. Um, And your chick is pretty cool to wheel with, too. She's funny yeah, as hell. <laughs> <laughs> But alrighty, yeah, I think, we're, <laughs> I think we're at a good a good spot to stop on this one. It's been great having you on, Jason. Oh yeah, uh, you too, Smith. Yes, sure. We'll 
have more trips planned in the next coming. I don't know what your uh, next year looks like, but I'm sure we'll be looking to do something. I feel like you. It just wouldn't be a trip if Jason didn't show up for like <laughs> a, a few times we travel out of New England. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely want to hit Field and Forest soon for sure. Okay, well that's easy. You just let us know. Yeah, that's not far from me. I think it was five hours when I mapped it. Yeah, that's not bad. No, no that's not bad at all. It's a great spot to camp too. They've got like showers and stuff and a bathhouse. Nice. So that's like, good. That's always a plus. Stay for the whole weekend, and it's it's camping, but it's you know you don't you're not really camping. You got bathrooms and stuff. Glamping. <laughs> glamping. Glamping. Yeah. glamping. Alrighty. We're cutting it here. We'll see you on 55. No, give us something. Give us something, Grib. Don't you end us off. Oh, we got to... Um, Alright, lads. Make sure that you stay glamping. Keep the rigs <laughs> fat. And hit rev limiter on railbed. Okay. Oh, <laughs>